So it's the hammer discount now. The hammer discount is in full effect in California. Seattle is now going ahead and slashing their police budgets. So they'll be getting defund the police, which means they'll get smash and grab mobs as well. You know where this won't be happening? In small towns in Texas or Tennessee or Idaho or anywhere. Andrew, you're saying you're going to shoot, you're going to shoot people? Kyle Rittenhouse? I'm just saying that people aren't going to take it. What people are willing to put up with in California is totally different than what people are willing to put up with in the rest of the country, even in where I live in New Jersey. But this is the thing now. And these left-wing, progressive, George Soros-funded prosecutors don't seem to... They keep giving speeches. Newsom's giving speeches. They're all giving speeches. This is about public safety. They aren't doing a damn thing about it. When you literally watch one video after another of people going into a Walgreens, riding a bike. That's my favorite one. The guy riding rides his bike right into the Walgreens with a trash bag. And does like one of these, you know, grocery store game show type arm on the shelf. Just, he's not stealing bread to feed his kids or formula to feed a baby. It's not like a single, you know, mom who's in recovery from drugs is trying to put her life back and she doesn't have any money to get formula to feed her baby. Oh my God, what do you have to do? Put a mom in jail and just try to feed her baby. It's not that. The dude's stealing everything, like makeup, and he rides out. Nobody stops him. And you got the DAs like Chase Boudin. Well, maybe we should be asking the question, does he have mental problems? Or maybe you should be arresting him. But once people see that, once they see somebody ride a bike into a Walgreens, and day after day you see these people dressed like Antifa oddly, going into these stores and walking out with thousands of dollars worth of merchandise and nobody stops them. The police don't bother. If they know the prosecutor's not going to do a damn thing about it, they're not going to waste their time. This is how depolicing works. And God forbid they arrest somebody in the wrong demographic. So they're just not going to do anything. Now this is spread to Louis Vuitton stores, Nordstrom, the jewelry counter, and there's no end in sight. We have so many things. I'm not going to get to all of it. I I have to start with, I'll bring this back up later. Wow, you know, I thought the boy Blunder was bad. I mean, I don't know who enjoys the empty speeches. The, the, The delight... In Washington, it almost seems with the press, it's, it's like they don't care what the substance of a piece of legislation is. They respect the power of a person to get something passed, right, for the sake of passing it. Whether it's Chuck Schumer or anyone else, Nancy Pelosi, look, look Biden's budget is going to go through. They don't ask about the substance. Is the law we're talking about something that's going to be, you know, it's going to deal with a public safety issue? Does it efficiently solve the problem? It's they respect the power in Washington. The media doesn't concern itself with what the effect of the law is. They deal with the effectiveness of the lawmaker. 
So empty speeches delight the media, delight academics, it delights, you know, progressive Democrats, overeducated, useless people, their dinner parties. My God, did you hear Pete Buttigieg? He's so eloquent. Is it me or is it, does Pete Buttigieg come across like Brendan Fraser in Bedazzled when he's like, and I want to be smart and I want people to think I'm interesting. And then at the end of the, 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 the scene, he's like, I'm gay. Do you remember that? See, that's a remake, the remake of the Dudley Moore. The original is Dudley Moore. I forgot who the, who the devil was. In the remake, it's Elizabeth Hurley and, and Brandon Fraser. But he wants to be interesting and debonair and, you know, somewhat mysterious. They love Pete Buddha. He does nothing. He has solved no problem. He has accomplished nothing. The only person that's accomplished less than Pete Buttigieg in this administration is the vice president. But then you, you get the growling drunk lady from Michigan. I'm Jennifer Graham home, and I've been drinking since... Noon. Woo! She always sounds drunk. Don't you say that about Leahy? The Leahy has whiskey and maple syrup for breakfast. That's, that's what I do. If you need a clear demonstration of the, the ineptness here, the unbelievable level of ineptitude amongst the people that Biden has surrounded himself with, the Secretary of Energy, the Secretary of Energy does not know how many barrels of oil the United States consumes in a day. This is a basic question. All right, let's start with cut one to give a little backup. Joe Biden is tapping into the strategic oil reserves. He's not bringing us to energy independence. He's not restarting pipelines. He's not reissuing leases. He is going to tap the strategic oil reserve, which at some point is going to have to be replenished. You know, when you have a reserve of something, the point of having a reserve is it's there in an emergency. You don't rely on it. Play cut one. The big part of the of the reason Americans are facing high gas prices is because oil producing countries and large companies have not ramped up the supply of oil quickly enough to meet the demand. And the smaller supply means higher prices globally, globally for oil. To address these issues, I got on the phone with leaders from other countries grappling with this challenge to try to find ways to lower oil prices and ultimately to, to the, the price you pay at the pump. So today I'm announcing that the largest ever release from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to help provide the supply we need as we recover from this pandemic. In addition, I brought together other nations to contribute to the solution. India, Japan, Republic of Korea, and the United Kingdom have agreed to release additional oil from their reserves. And China may do more as well. This coordinated action will help us deal with a lack of supply, which in turn helps ease prices. The bottom line, today we're launching a major effort to moderate the price of oil, an effort that will span the globe and its reach and ultimately reach your, cor your corner gas station, God willing. Okay, th this, this is, um, this is Bullstein, pure, unadulterated Bullstein. 
If you want to say, well, Andrew, everybody knows that during the pandemic, there was a drop in demand for oil. People weren't flying. They weren't commuting as much. That's all true. That's 100% true. You know what else is true? That we were energy independent before the pandemic. Instead of talking about build back better, maybe you should be thinking about how to put it back where you found it. We were energy independent. We were not begging other countries to increase their output. We weren't begging other countries to sell us oil. We were selling them oil. We were trying to stop. Nobody's ever going to give Donald Trump credit for this. We were trying to stop the Germans, our NATO ally, the largest economy in, in the EU, from putting itself into a state of dependence on Russia for oil and natural gas. You know the pipeline? Joe Biden canceled, canceled a major pipeline in the United States but then went ahead and lifted the sanctions on one that ran from Russia around the Ukraine to Germany. So it's okay for the Germans to buy oil and natural gas from the Russians. It's not okay for Americans to buy oil and natural gas from other Americans. But this is about climate change. Don't you know that's the most important thing, climate change? They keep telling us we have to get off the fossil fuel, get off the fossil fuel, make the investments, make the investments. Green energy is the energy of the future. I, I don't see how it's unreasonable to take an all-of-the-above approach. Instead of this idea that we're just going to shut off one form of energy while we wait. They haven't told us how long we're going to have to wait. How long do we have to wait? What is the timeline? Between when you turn off the oil and natural gas, you eliminate coal and something is prepared to take its place as cheaply and efficiently as what it is you just got rid of. They won't tell you. They should at least be honest and tell us in decades. Is it going to be 10 years in the dark? 10 years? 20 years? They have no idea. Play cut two. I also want to briefly address one myth about inflated gas prices. They're not due to environmental measures. My effort to combat climate change is not raising the price of gas or increasing its availability. It, what it's doing, it's increasing the availability of jobs. Jobs building electric cars like the one I drove at the GM Detroit, the GM factory in Detroit last week. For the hundreds of thousands of folks who brought one of those electric cars, they're going to save $800 to $1,000 in fuel costs this year. And we're going to put those savings within reach of more Americans and create jobs installing solar panels, batteries, electric heat pumps, jobs making those clean power generating devices. Okay, so we have no idea. They have no idea. But don't don't bother us with your complaints about high gas prices. Don't bother us with your complaints about about the inefficiency of green energy. This is about climate change, okay, bud? You know, in a little bit, why don't we put this in the perspective of Thanksgiving real quick, right? We're constantly told by left-wing academics that we don't tell the real history of Thanksgiving. Just like without CRT, we're not teaching the real history of race in America. 
And they say, well, you know, first of all, Turkey probably wasn't solved, uh, served. Likely it was some kind of foul, okay? But the pilgrims didn't sit down with the Indians. Well, they might have had a meal or two, but really they went on to slaughter them and take their land. We leave out the fact that these Indian tribes were all killing each other long before the Puritans and the colonists got here. The idea that all of these Airfingers, quote, Native American tribes were all living in harmony and community is a lie. They were killing each other. But we're always told, you know, religion's a problem in this country. Right now, I was reading a piece the other day. They have to combat Christian nationalism. The left only likes religion when it comes to charity. Well, if you were a Christian, you would believe, you know, that the government has to save poor people. Okay. But on, at any other day, they mock religion. They mock Christianity. They would never dare mock Islam. But what about these Native American religions? They have their own concepts of religion, spirituality. Maybe the Democrats will say, you know what, we, 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 we'll, just, we'll give up on all this progress stuff and we'll all live in uh, teepees, right? You're telling me that if they saw a society of people that were living primitively, they would go, wow, that's the way to live. I mean, that's green energy right there, primitive living. We should all live like that. Or do you think they would have come in and started building roads and bridges and schools and tunnels? Do you think they'd go, you know, we're just going to let these people educate their children whichever way they want. I mean, you know, they they have this um, this communal tribal system here. We're, we're not gonna we're not gonna mess with that. Of course not. What was brought to Native Americans in in essence was what they consider progress, right? Government infrastructure. You know, a tamping down of adherence to religion. Isn't that what the left is telling us we need to do? That's what progress is. Nothing gets in the way of progress. Not these, uh, not these uh, tribal people. No, no, they, they would never say that. Deb Holland, who's the, to the best of my knowledge, first uh, Native American, or at least half Native American, Secretary of the Interior. He's always talking about the land, the land, the land. But the Democrats are talking about high-speed rail, high-speed rail, high-speed rail. Are they going to route everything around so-called Native? You know, if you care so much about Native Americans, Mr. and Mrs. Left-Wing Democrat, give back Manhattan. Give it back. Give it back. Give back all those beachfront homes that's on Chumash land in California. There were tra- every, look, everywhere the left is in control, there was probably a Native American tribe they got rid of. Miami. Miami. How about Nara, how about half the how about half the towns in Massachusetts? What are they named after? What is Narragansett named after? All of these places where the Democrats are in charge are all well, it really well, we should be bringing in the official here. No, not Deb Holland. Elizabeth Warren, the real Native American.
the woman of the sun. She wasn't she in Dancing with Wolves? Wine six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. Are we going to live primitively now? Because if we shut off oil and natural gas, if we get rid of coal, that's going to get rid of not only the combustion engine for a long period of time, or at least make transportation so expensive that it leaves out the average person, but you forget about all the products that are made with petrochemicals, like in the healthcare industry. What? Oh, yeah. Lots of medical devices require petrochemicals for operation. We don't talk about that. But don't get in our way. This is about progress. See, this is, the, this is how doublethink works. They'll say nothing should get in the way of progress. But then we should be, you know, teaching the real history of Thanksgiving and honoring Native American culture. Well, does that mean the Democrats are going to say, well, you know, we had this plan to put all this high-speed rail from, you know, you know, north to south and east to west. They don't want a pipeline going through Airfinger's, quote, Native American land, but they'll sure as hell put a high-speed rail through it. Wine 695 patriot 9572874 All right, I went a little long there, went a little tangent. We're going to play a little bit of the drunk old lady from, uh, from Michigan. Doesn't know the Secretary of Energy. The Secretary of Energy doesn't know how many barrels of oil the U.S. uses per day. The Secretary of Energy. You know, if you told me that the uh, Secretary of Labor didn't have that, I'd understand. I would also understand that, you know, I got a cell phone, you got a cell phone. The Department of Energy has a website. They seem to have that stuff readily available. But the Secretary of Energy, the Secretary of Energy doesn't know how much oil the United States uses per day. Leidzik 695, Patriot 957-2874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot.